Hello, and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and Witches. Witches. This is Shauna. And Monica. And we have a special guest with us today. We have Courtney from Sour and Sweets Desserts. She is our badass kitchen witch. Hi, Courtney. Hello. How's everybody doing? And as you guys may have guessed, it's a kitchen witch that we're talking to. So we're talking about kitchen witchery today. Good subject, good subject. Very good subject, but first, let's get to the, the really important part. What are we drinking? Well, since we have a guest, you know the MO is Strega. Yep. So here we go. Cheers. Thank you for coming on Cheers. the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. So mode it be, motherfuckers. Mm-mm. <laughs> the classic face. I love it. Ooh. It's really good. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait. Oh, no. And it's like, mm-hmm. which I'm not a fan of black licorice, so I was all prepared to just kind of try to. I can't suck really. Mom, and... well, you, you know spices and you know how to kind of taste something to kind of pick it apart. What do you, when you taste this, what do you taste? It's definitely a little herbally, a little flowery to me. Mm hmm. But I don't, I can't put my finger exactly on why. I'd have to have a little bit more. Oh, darn. Oh, boy, that's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a little anise in it, I think. Yeah, but it's very subtle. It's like um, a happy anise versus a big... Right, a big hit of it. Chewing on the star of it. Yeah. I guess you have to taste it to to experience it. If any of you guys have tried Strega, I want you to either email us or message us on Instagram and tell us what you think it tastes like. Because to me, the closest thing I can relate it to would be Jaeger. But it doesn't taste like Jaeger. But there's something about it that's similar. And it's just, it's warming and spicy. That's yeah. the best way I can try and describe it. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. It caught me a little off. I was thinking more almost like an elderflower type of liqueur type of thing. Ooh, that sounds good too, though. But I've also never had Jaeger. Again, the whole anise thing, and I just refuse to. Uh-huh. You know what? Honestly, I don't think you're missing much. And you know, like I mean, Jaeger's cool, I guess. Like uh. I've also heard a lot of horror stories. Oh, yeah, it does that. So much Jaeger, and they're like face down in curves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I'll just. I think if you drink enough Strega, you could be face down on the curb, too. Yeah, probably. For sure. I don't, I don't think we've ever gotten that far, but probably. No. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really cold here, and I'm saying that being a native L.A. girl, so to me, cold is anything under, like, 70. Uh-huh. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot of wind going on out there. A lot I, of wind. I, I hate wind. And I, I know you hate fan. the wind. I love the wind. But, I hate it. Yeah. I woke up this morning to let my dogs out, and there's so much wind. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back to bed. Not happening. But I did leave the house today, so there's that. I did. But Good. And so and so you're here. So I am. So there you are. And, I mean, they had the, the lure of Ostrega and Courtney and Courtney Cupcakes. Um, by the way, Courtney's other name is Coco, and I have dubbed her Cupcake. So, you know. Okay. You I, can I call her that. any of the above. Any of the above. So, yeah, now I've just said, anytime I, I talk about you, I'm like, Courtney Cupcake. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have been called worse, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. So what is, um, what is, is kitchen witchery to you? Because I feel like, I, I mean, it's not to say that there isn't, like, structure around what kitchen witchery is, but just, like, cooking and, like, anything else, it's a very personal practice, you know? And everyone does it their own way. Well, to me, it's just love. It's my happy place. So I go in my kitchen. That's where I'm happiest every day. I come home from work. I drop all my stuff. I'm in my kitchen. Pour a glass of wine. And I'll just stand there for hours. And I'm just completely fine. I'll call stuff out, clean stuff up, move stuff around. I'm just, I'm always there. And when I'm cooking, it's it's my happiness. It's my heart. It's what makes me feel good. You know, I noticed uh, many times when there's parties at people's houses, they all gather in the kitchen. I noticed that everybody's in the kitchen, you know? It's really interesting. It's a place to be. 
It's true. It's true. Isn't the kitchen considered like the heart of the home? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I had a party last night and we all ended up, yeah, everyone ended up in the, the kitchen. kitchen, right? Yeah. That, yeah. I've it's, noticed just, it over and over again. Yeah. It's a funny thing how that really does happen. Yep. So you're a pastry chef specifically, right? Is that what? Pastry cook. Pastry cook. I never worked up to chef in the restaurants when I worked there, so, but I am a pastry cook. A pastry cook. Guys, her stuff is amazing. It tastes phenomenal. And it's just so pretty. Like, I, I will put pictures up so that you can see it, but she's made the coolest stuff. But it looks so nice that, like, I didn't want to actually eat it, but I knew that it probably tasted good. So I was really, really torn. I actually have a piece of birthday cake that she made me still in my freezer from February. Nice. Because I just, like, I couldn't bring myself to eat it, but I also didn't want to throw it away. So it's just hanging out in the freezer with all of the future taxidermy. Yeah. That's what freezers do in my house. That's what they do after weddings. They take that cake topper and they freeze it for the first anniversary. Yeah. So it's like you're saving it. Is, yeah. is there any, like, witchy stuff with that tradition, actually? I don't do you know, know if there's any lore to that. And I'm sure there is because... It's something that people do all the time. Right? So yeah. I don't, I don't know the lore behind it, but it would be interesting to find out. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it never occurred to me. It had, so to, be, it had to be some kind of tradition f- for that, you know? Yeah. I'll have to do some research on that. Right? I dig it, though. That's actually kind of cool. It is. I think for me, um, I mean, like, I, I've always heard of Kitchen Witchery. I knew what it was, and... The only thing that I would say that I really did that I was very aware of that was like kitchen witchy is whenever I make anything that requires a lot of stirring. So like when I would make a roux, like a gumbo base, and you have to stir it for like 15, 20 minutes, I would stir it and I would just tell myself like whoever eats this is happy. Like you're going to be in a good mood. You have a lot of stuff to be happy about. There's good humor. And I would just say things like that while I stirred it. And I'd make sure that I stirred it clockwise to stir that intention into it. And I actually did see, like, weirdly, a lot of feedback with it. Like, people would eat it and they'd be like, I'm so happy right now. Oh, my God, this tastes so good. And it's even, like, people that don't really like spicy food would, would say that, you know. But I, I love being in the kitchen, though. My, my kitchen is my happy place. It's my, my therapy. It makes me feel better. It's my hobby. Like, I get to try new recipes. I get really excited about it. But it never, like, <laughs> it never occurred to me to, like, be like, oh, you're a witch. And you're always in your kitchen, so maybe you should just do kitchen witch stuff until like a couple months ago. And I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <clears throat> what about you, Monica? Where 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 does your kitchen witchness lie? Um, I guess in just the actual cooking and putting the love in. I think that's very important. What you put in is what you get out. Yeah. So if you're in a bad mood or don't feel like cooking, that food is going to taste like crap. Mm-hmm. Right, and the more love you put into it, the better it's going to taste. So I would say, actually, in the the cooking of the food, that's where, yeah, I I agree with that. I have a rule to not cook angry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I one time I was making chicken fried rice, like something super basic and easy, and my cousin called me, and he was he was still in Iraq. He was due to come home in a couple of days. He's in the military, and he got news that his wife decided to leave him and she wanted to tell him a couple days before he got home so that he wouldn't like come home or whatever it was like he knew to go to the barracks or something yeah it was something really screwed up so I was just I was mad about the whole situation I'm sitting here and I'm making this rice and I'm just getting more mad the more I'm hearing about this and then I get off the phone I look at the rice and like it's a weird fucking color and it smelled weird and it just didn't look right and it was just that was my hatred rice like that's what I call it because I was just so mad and it was so obvious in the cooking that like my anger just poured right into that the cool thing about that was that I felt a lot better like I wasn't mad anymore but that rice like would have probably killed somebody (laughs) yeah exactly I was like I wouldn't even feed this to my dogs it went straight into the trash wow so that is like my number one rule is never ever cook angry I actually learned that from a movie and it was this foreign woman and she was in love with this man you know love story gone wrong okay shit and we're back never mind the phantom phone ringing anyway we were talking about (laughs) we we were talking about where you learned to not cook angry 
Yes, it was because I had noticed before when I cooked, sometimes things came out wrong. I didn't understand why. I did everything right. I followed the recipe, blah, 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 blah. And I was watching this movie, and this young woman who was in love with this man, and they couldn't be together, but she was cooking for his, like, wedding reception, and she was sobbing and hysterical the whole time and so upset, but made this beautiful meal, and everybody's sitting around this long, gorgeous table outside. It was, like, in Spain or somewhere. And then everybody gets upset and starts crying, like, as they're eating and all this stuff, and it just clicked. I was like, that's why. Mm-hmm. Don't ever... Like, unless it's a positive emotion, you don't want that in your food or anything you bake or anything. I was like, don't go in your kitchen if you're in a bad space. Go outside, yell, scream, kick a tree. I shouldn't kick a tree, but, you know, do something. Yell, scream, pour so, a glass of wine, and then go to Taco Bell. That's that's what's up. <laughs> that's your solution. Right? That's, that's my solution, yes. Burritos are saviors. See? I love it. All hail the magical burrito. Yes. <laughs> For sure. So when we talk about kitchen witchery, it's basically just cooking with intention, cooking with love. And instead of having magical ingredients like essential oils, you would use olive oil. Um, And it's learning what the food and the fruits and the herbs and everything that you normally cook with, it still has a spirit. It's still a plant spirit. If you're cooking with meat, I guess it would be an animal spirit. So it's kind of just knowing the magical properties and intentions behind your ingredients and taking those and and blending them together. Correct. So at Strega's, we're a really big fan of roux, which you don't cook with. No, because it's not edible. It's not really edible. So that's more for protection in the kitchen. Yeah. You know what's weird? It's not edible, but I always see it in the produce aisle of the grocery store I go to. I wonder if, if there's a certain part of it, not that I know of, that is edible. Do you know, Rue? Not that I know. I don't think so. I think I, it's just because there's a lot of, like, old witches that are just doing their grocery shopping. Maybe. And they just have to, like, pick up their stuff. Because I always find, like, Rue plants. So, like, all the plants that I've had, yes, I've bought at the grocery store. And because they're always there. Um, but since we can't cook with our favorite herb, um, Monica, if we wanted to do something for protection with an herb, what would you recommend? The all-purpose herb, which is rosemary, it's an amazing herb. It has encompasses all magical aspects, love, protection, banishing. Um, it's amazing. And it is a substitute for frankincense, by the way. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it has so many different um, qualities. You can use it to purify, to banish, um, to sleep better, believe it or not. It gets rid of negativity, um, and for love too. You can put it in love and lust spells as well. I like it. I know that it's really protective. Yes, it's um, very protective. And there's actually like lore that goes with it that in different parts of Europe back in the day, when someone would die in in a room after like their body had been taken out, someone would go in and burn rosemary in the room to ensure that the spirit would leave and wouldn't wouldn't stay behind. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first uh, rosemary plant was said to be growing around Aphrodite when she was born. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I did not know that. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting, this plant. It's an all purpose. It's like a white candle, right? That yeah. is all purpose. So the same, purpose, same properties for rosemary. You can use it for many different aspects. I love, I love that. It's just, it's the unsung hero of, yeah. of like the kitchen herbs and the magic herbs, I think. But you know what? I don't really use it in cooking that much. Like I, I've used it like on salmon. I use it in mashed potatoes. Like, but what else? It's one of the ones that you have to be careful with because it can be so strong. Yeah, oh, yeah. Too many times you go to restaurants. And yes. For people, it's like you feel like you're chewing on the branch, and you're like you just totally killed the meal. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, it's such a great herb, but like I just. Feel like it's going to be in my mouth for the next month. You yep. know, it's really funny. You so. should say that. Some one of my friends many years ago took me to a restaurant, a real fancy schmancy restaurant for dinner, and I don't even know what I had. I had something, but it had rosemary, and I'm we're talking, and I'm just forking stuff, and and I take this, and I get this big branch in my mouth, and I'm oh. so embarrassed and humiliated because I don't know what to do. Spit it out. I was just like, oh my god, I got this big branch of rosemary in my mouth it you were was, cleansed i was you inside out you're not kidding you're not kidding <laughs> trying to do the subtle napkin thing oh i had a cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I think I'd spit it out because there was no way I was swallowing that crap. Right? <laughs> I'm very fussy. That's with foods. That's why. Well, I mean, especially if you're having a stick, you know. Yeah. Well, like I mean, come on. You know. Did it? Did it remind you of California pizza? No, I wasn't. It wasn't in that place. No. <laughs> it wasn't in that place at that moment. No. <laughs> so yeah, rosemary's awesome. So what? What? What would you put in other than like salmon or or like mashed potatoes, meat? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah, trying to be goes a very long way. Sure. Yes, exactly. Only need a little bit. Right. I like it. Um, the herb that I wanted to talk about is basil. Okay. Because I think that it's it's another very common herb. It's in almost everybody's pantry. Um, it's a really easy plant to grow in most areas. I say that, but I seem to kill my basil plant. Yeah. I have a hard time with, with, with herbs. I can't really seem like I'll, I always try and I have the best of intentions and I, you know, I dote on them and try and make sure I don't kill them. I take them home. I'm like, you're the one you're going to survive. I'm like, no, they never do. But, um, it should be an easy one. Other people seem to have very good luck with them. And it, it, I think it tastes wonderful, and it's a very different flavor whether you're having it fresh or dried. Um, and what it's good for is love magic. Oh, okay. So you can use basil in any kind of love magic. So kind of think like the first time that someone's coming over for dinner and you're, you're cooking and you really want to like hook them, make something with basil. Make something with fresh basil. Uh-huh. And you can come up with stuff that's really easy to make that seems really impressive and is really easy to make so like that's even kind of better um and it's used it's used in spaghetti sauce which is the major yes. ingredient in in strega because it's right. witchcraft but with spaghetti sauce you know that's right that's yeah. right so i i love basil i think it's a really amazing taste and you can just throw it in basically anything put it in a sandwich can't right? you use it in money spells as well yes actually okay. so basil actually i get all, all tied up with it about love all the time and i actually was just reading this book um the italian folk magic book and there was something in there about if you want a guy to fall in love with you you feed him something with basil and garlic because if it's meant to be the basil will make him fall in love with you and if it's not the garlic will shoo him away which i thought was oh, really that's cool. really cool i like that one. yeah there's another lore that has nothing to do with basil but it has to do with an apple they say if you share an apple that you're eating with the person across from you they'll fall in love with you if, if they yeah if you share that apple oh so they have to be sitting across from you oh no no okay. they just oh, i'm just using that as an example oh, okay you know? if you want someone to fall in love with you share, share an apple. apple yeah and you're eating. What do you think it would count if you like brought like an apple pie? It was like a low no, protein, just a regular apple. Yep. I gotta make it difficult, huh? You can't Cut even it up sneaky. a little bit and take. Would you like some? There you go. There you go. There you go. Simple, That'd be a good way quick. to do it. Does that have anything to do with say like the seeds and the stem still being part of it and it being more like? Raw or I think it's because it's, it's natural and untainted by the sugar and the heat and all that oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just made that like so fucking witchy. You're like, because the seeds are in it and it's whole and it's been shared. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're <laughs> such a fucking witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. Ba- well, but basil, basil is good in, in money workings as well. And it's one of my go to's for money workings. And I don't know if it's just because I'm a really big fan of basil and I have a really good relationship with it. Or if it's just because it's in my house and Monica's going to give me a really dirty look, guys, but it's because it's in my fucking kitchen cabinet and I use the herbs in my kitchen cabinet and my fucking magic. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> okay, we got to have a little chat. That's a big no-no. Okay, well, I'm a newbie, so for the longest time I didn't know things needed to be separated. Well, you know, it's a matter of opinion, and the way I was taught is, like, you don't use your... You know, you don't shit where you eat, basically. You know, so you keep your herbs for magic in a separate place. You keep your cooking herbs in the kitchen, so. I mean, I try and keep them separate, but, like, my, okay, my apothecary and, like, my little cabinet with all of my witchy stuff is literally right outside of my kitchen. So if I'm going and digging through it for an herb or for something and it's not in there, I'm going to walk the extra two feet to my fucking kitchen and I'm going to get it out of my cabinet and I'm going to do a witchcraft. Okay, well. <laughs> so it's some people say they they don't mind cross-referencing that, but uh, the way I was taught, keep it separate, keep it sacred. 
it's sacred. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would never use my athme to like chop an onion, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, I every time it's really funny because every time I go into my kitchen cabinet to get something for a spell. It's like I can feel Monica's eyes fucking staring <laughs> at me. Like I can feel it. So it's like I know that it's like wrong. Like I feel kind of bad about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, but like I have to get this done and I don't want to have to wait till the next time I can go buy more. So this little pinch that I just took out is now magical and sacred and going into the thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, at this point, I don't do a lot of spells. So it's like when I'm baking and stuff, it's just me putting my magic into what I'm doing. So it's not necessarily a separate thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like whenever I do, like I am going to do something, I usually like go to the green gun or something and get my herbs or go somewhere and get something and have it and put it in my little witchy drawer. I have a little box of herbs. I put it in there. So it's, but I'll still, if I need to, I'll put it in a pinch or well, and you have such a relationship with your kitchen and with cooking that, like, you know how you hear some people say that they have, like, ritual rooms in their house where, like, instead of, like, a guest room, they've turned into a witch room? I feel like your kitchen would be yours, you know? So it's, like, in that, that case, sense. kind of technically, I know I'm reaching a little bit here, but I kind of feel like all your herbs would be a little sacred then, you know? Yeah, and when you're cooking with your herbs, I mean, the intention that you're putting into those herbs, they become magical, That's a right? Point. Right, whether yeah. they're in, you know in your sacred space or in your kitchen drawer, so so a, yeah, a really easy love or a really easy money spell with basil for cooking would be to you know cook some pasta and toss it with pesto because okay. it, it's it's made with with garlic, which would be protection. Or if you're doing like the whole idea of, of the love thing, it's got the garlic in there, so it'll flush it out if it's not supposed to be, but it has basil in it. Um, and pasta is abundance. Yeah. So that would be really good to kind of toss all that together and eat it in that sense. I would even think, especially like if you did like a ravioli, just because then it's like it has stuff in it. So it's like really filling and it's like the hidden treasure kind of thing, you know? That'd be really good if you wanted to do something more for like abundance with it. That's what I'd do. Uh-huh. Also, can you ever actually go wrong with pesto and raviolis? Ever? Oh, I Monica's gonna pesto. tell me she doesn't like pesto. What? Pesto? No pesto for me. You I'm were such a weirdo. I know. Do you like pesto? You do. Oh hell, Ricky, I thought you were on my side. <laughs> uh, you don't like a lot of things, but damn, no, I don't like pesto. Ricky was just like staring at his phone, totally not paying attention to what we're talking about, and then he hears "don't like pesto," and he just looked up like, "Who the shaking fuck his head said at that? me like really?" Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. More pesto for me than Monica. Okay. No big deal. You can have all the pesto you want, girlfriend. Oh my god! I will just give me a swimming pool of it. I have to be the. I think that we could just solve world fucking hunger and create world peace and all that is right on this planet and galaxy if we gave all of the world leaders giant jars of pesto. You can't be fucking mad if you have unless you're Monica. You can't be mad if you have pesto. I'm on the fence because I'm split between the two of you. I'm a huge red sauce person, but I do love my. There's a time and place for it. Oh, no, I love pesto. I think because you know what? I don't think I had pesto until I was like 16 or 17. I had no idea. And then like, yeah, I think that's what it is. And it was presented to me on a pizza. Yikes. It was a pesto pizza with sausage. There we go with the California pizza again. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You have so much to, to share with us with your wisdom of Strega and pizza. Yes, I do. You know what? You should try making a pizza. That I should be I like... tried once before. It wasn't too bad. It didn't come out too bad. Huh? Oh, that's dough. right. There's that divination dough in that Italian folk magic book. Yeah. We're going to have to try that. And yes. like, you need to use your like East Coaster like kitchen witch magic here to give us vagina pizza. <laughs> I will try. I will try my best. I promise. I fully support this. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have a, a, a witch pizza date, and then we will report back, guys. We'll see if Bonica really is an East Coaster deep down inside. Can she bring the East Coast to the West Coast? I don't know. Or are you going to fall victim know. to that stiff dick pizza? Yeah, Let's see. No, <laughs> no stiff dick pizza from me. <laughs> So that, that's my herb. Um, what you got going on, Cupcake? Well, mine is vanilla because that is what I use in just about every single recipe I do in my kitchen when I'm baking. 
um, I, what I didn't know, I found this out when I looked it up, is that it's a fermented orchid. I had no idea that really? fiddle leaves were fermented, a type of fermented orchid. Yeah. Really? Oh, I never yeah. knew that either. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, Would that be yeah. why vanilla extract is normally alcoholic because it's fermented, or is it for, is that for a different reason? Do you know? I would think it's because it's fermented, but I also don't understand the process of how it's actually made, so I can't say yes or no. But you would think when something's fermented, it gets it gets that kind of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. normally what I think of when I hear anything about fermentation. I think of yeah. something that's kind of more on the alcoholic side. Yeah, yeah I didn't so mean to interrupt you though. Continue, no, witchy poo. Okay. Um, its gender is feminine. Its planet is Venus. Element is water, so so far it's pretty cool. It's you know, yeah, great planet and female and lovely. Powers are love, lust, and mental powers. Nice. Yes, and I never realized um, you could use it in, like love sachets and like all these different little things. I mean, I know like the scents and candles and stuff, which never actually smell like vanilla. So right. it always kind of drives me nuts that they call them vanilla because yeah. they smell really gross to me. <laughs> um, but I personally love putting uh, vanilla bean whether it's powdered sugar or granulated mm-hmm. and you get this great vanilla sugar that you could use oh, in nice. your baking or your coffee or sprinkle on a muffin or you know well, that's a really that's a great idea I like that just a vanilla bean and you would just yeah, put it like put it in, in a jar with a sit for a little while you know a couple of weeks you know kind of taste it see how you like it and take the bean out and use your sugar in whatever capacity you want to use it that's that awesome. is amazing so that's what I love to do I dig that. So I I remember, I think, I remember someone telling me this, and it might have been in the 80s that they did this study, but it was something that the smell of vanilla made men want to, like, be, like, more in your favor or, like, please you more, and because of that, vanilla became, like, the signature scent of strippers. Oh, wow. And it is a little bit of the aphrodisiac. Yeah. interesting. And so they, like, did some, like, I heard someone say that, and he was like, it's the signature scent of strippers. And then I remember being in the burlesque world, I was talking to one of my friends later, I'm like, hey, like, what is this? Like, do you know? And she's like, yeah, like, they did a whole scientific study on this, and that's why a lot of dancers wear it. So, um, as I said, Courtney is our sour and sweets desserts lady, so she makes amazing shit, and she also makes all of our bell book and candle desserts for our VIP guests. So now knowing that vanilla is like stripper signature and you're working with cupcakes and stuff, yeah, exactly, yeah, now we have our... So you just knew that intuitively. Yes, I did. I am now going to go and take my bottle of vanilla extract at home and I'm going to take a Sharpie to it, I'm going to cross out and it's just going to say witchy stripper liquid. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I like, and there's just gonna be money, just like, just flying towards yes. the stage. Whether it's because you're really good or just because you're a really good witch, doesn't fucking matter. I'll be sure I'm up front and just making it rain. Yeah, I'll give you monopoly money. We'll just make it there look right. I like it. I like it. So those are just some like really basic herbs that like just, I because I think whenever I learn about a new type of witchcraft, because there's so many different things out there. I get a little intimidated. I get a little overwhelmed, especially when you go and like read a spell book and it wants you to get all of this weird crap that you don't know where to get it from or it's really expensive. I think we just covered three really, really effective things that you can use magically every day that you can find at your grocery store. It's not something very limiting. It's not something very conspicuous either. Yeah, and it's these, what we just said, they kind of cover its all purpose, mm-hmm. you know? And so, very affordable. Yes, and affordable. Right. Forms, so if you can't say afford one, you could probably afford the other. Yes. You know, to make it work for what you're doing. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. That's really good. I like it. So, we talk, when you hear the word kitchen witch, um, I think normally, at least being in the, in, in the witchcraft community, I think of a witch that practices her magic in the kitchen. But there's also kitchen witches, which are the little, like, witchy dolls. Right. Yeah. They're great. Do you have a kitchen witch? You do? Okay, so the purpose of a kitchen witch is so to prevent the food from overcooking or burning uh, to make sure the meal comes out in very good and perfect. Oh, wow. And to prevent from um, uh, injuries 
in the kitchen too. Ricky's giving me another dirty look because I made a peach cobbler last night and it like overflowed and so it like dripped onto the bottom of the oven and everything got really smoky. So he's looking at me like, "Was your kitchen witch off duty last night?" Yeah, really. She was. She was. She was drinking and just having a good old time. That happens to the best of us, though. I've done that a couple times because you just sometimes you're in your moment you're rushing so True. no matter how many kitchen witches you have they're not going to save the cherry pie for overflowing the peach cobbler in your case or because your whatever. energy is overpowering that little doll up there yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um now the cool thing that i think about kitchen witches is that i've seen people that aren't witchy at all have them because it's just i don't know where the tradition actually came from but I'm not sure either. I don't know where. Europe somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. It sounds like like it's a Europe thing. My grandmother taught that to me, and we always had a kitchen witch, and she was always on her little broom, and, like, we hung her from, like, a string that was connected to a hook on the ceiling, so she's always kind of just, like, floating over something in the kitchen. Um, and then I have another one that sits on a shelf, but someone told me, like, she doesn't count as a kitchen witch because she has to be flying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, like, it's a lore. Yeah, it's a lore. Yeah. And the trick with them is to give them a name because you need to like name everything so that it has its spirit and stuff like that. So I've got my one that sits my fake kitchen witch apparently. Like she she begs to differ. Her name is Gretchen, but then my kitchen witch that I was actually both Monica and I were both gifted kitchen witches from our coven brother. Yes. Um, that came from Estonia. So we have kitchen witches from Estonia, which is really exciting. Yes. yes. And I hung mine up in the kitchen. I looked at her and I was like, what's your name? And you know what? Her name is Vincenza. I think it's actually my grandma. Oh, wow. Because my grandma was a freaking amazing cook. And so now she's hanging out in the kitchen. She's just watching, making sure that I don't butcher her recipes. Mm. That's awesome, though. That is awesome. Yeah, I like that. Do you, any of you guys have kitchen altars? Um, no, I don't have a kitchen altar, but um, you ever see like braids of garlic hung in the kitchen or in restaurants and stuff like that? I want one so bad. Yeah, but it, it's for a purpose. It's for protection. Protection, right? Yep, yep it is. Sometimes they'll have like the long red peppers on them too. Yes. And I've seen those and I... You know, we have a really cute little Italian deli here near us in Burbank, uh, Monte Carlo's. Yeah, Pinocchio's. It's all connected. I love that place. And I was kind of hoping that they would have one, but I didn't see one. No, I haven't seen one there recently, but that's where I'll be frequenting tomorrow to get all of our stuff for you. This is true. Yes. I'm going to be headed to San Francisco um, at the beginning of the, the month in January, and I know that they have a nice little little italy and so i'm gonna hope that maybe i can find the braided garlic there because i want one i think those are yeah, really, cool. really cool they are really cool yeah i have do you have a, a kitchen altar or anything like that well all my magic stuff is actually in a drawer thing that's in my kitchen so without meaning to i think i do that's if awesome that makes any sense yeah so it was actually there it was storing kitchen stuff but then i moved it all out and repackaged it and put it in bins moved all my magic stuff in there so I have stuff out and about and around and things I don't know I just want to look at anything I don't know about everything's here and it's all stored and so yeah inadvertently yes I do (laughs) I think that's awesome I have a little altar on top of my microwave um and got some candles on there mostly just because I needed to move the candle holders there somewhere else and I like symmetry and they look nice there and I have a little offering dish that Monica got me once as a thank you, I think, for pet sitting for you or something. So it's oh, yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like my offering to like my kitchen spirits. Oh, and nice. so I put all their, their stuff. Usually they get like tangerines or whatever fruit I have or candy. And it's real interesting because let's say that I get like a, a bag of tangerines and I put one on the altar. The other tangerines will eventually like go bad and rot, you know. That one won't. Wow. It's, it's really Do weird. Do you have crystals around it? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I don't. I don't think I do right now. But I have put my Ganesh statue on there as well because I had like a main altar on my mantle in my living room, and I put I, it 
Pluto is there now, and he didn't really want to share with Ganesh. Uh-huh. So I had to, to move him because sometimes deities bicker and fight. But Ganesh is real happy in the kitchen now. Like, he's in his happy place. So he's there. And I would definitely... I mean, technically, I guess you wouldn't consider him a kitchen spirit, but he's real happy there. Like, I would consider him a, a kitchen spirit he for likes sure. food. He likes sweets and mm-hmm. offerings, fruit, and yeah. I, I can see him being happy there. Yeah, I think he's happy. Like, he's get, he, and he gets little snacks all the time and stuff like yeah, that, so he's good. Go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I do have a really cool kitchen spirit that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I'm getting more and more into learning about the different saints, and I think part of the cool thing about it is there's just so many. There's so many. So you can learn about a new saint every day. Like it's it's going to take you a while to get bored. Yes. And there is one saint, and I love him. I don't know if I would say he's my patron saint. I can't say I've worked with him enough, but he's pretty fucking up there. And it's St. Lawrence. Okay. And St. Lawrence is the patron saint of a lot of things but he's the patron saint of chefs of barbecuing of comedians and i think librarians and wow what people a vast do, right yeah, like archives like yeah he does a lot of stuff but he and i would say that he's the patron saint of sarcasm i don't think that's like an official thing but that's how i understand him and he was alive back in um 258 i think oh, wow. and he w- he was in rome and he was one of the seven deacons of rome and this was when the roman empire kind of came in and was kind of trying to shut the, the church down and they actually they executed the pope oh god and um because of what saint lawrence did he was in charge of the church treasury so he told when the government came in was like hey fuck you guys um he's like okay give me give me three days let me get all of the treasures, all the money, everything that I need to round up a value from the church, like, give me three days to get it for you. And in those three days, he took all the valuable shit that he could find, and he gave it to the poor and the disabled and the blind and everybody that was disadvantaged. Right? And he just gave all the shit away, and he had these people come with him and so that when he had to go and, like, present everything of here's the riches of the church, he was like, here's the riches of the church, the people, the disadvantaged, the poor, the crippled the fucking misunderstood and everything he's like this is what the riches of the church is so first off he's just a badass right there yeah but what really takes the cake is he he was a martyr okay so he obviously pissed everybody off when he did that so they decided that they were going to execute him and so they got um basic i forget the name of what it was like an iron griddle thing and they basically barbecued him alive they roasted him over hot coals he was renowned though for his bravery with it like he just took it like a fucking champ and he just kept his eyes up to heaven because he's like i'm gonna see god in a little bit i'm fine but why he's the patron saint of uh, comedians and in my case i think sarcasm is it said that he looked over at the soldier that was doing he's like turn me over i'm done on this side oh god wow so it's just like i mean if you if you have to have some pizzazz and some sass and anything in life i think saint lawrence can kind of help deliver that you know yeah i guess so wow but be i know right I'm, i mean i'm not jealous though i'm not no, jealous hell but, no. but mad respect right hell no wow so i i think he's awesome i forget how i i learned about him it was like in a really weird way a couple years ago i stumbled upon him and I woke up this morning knowing that we were going to record this today. I'm like, oh, my God, St. Lawrence. Wow. And so I was really happy that I got to share that. But it put this, like, thing in my head that I want to have something for him in my kitchen because I just think he's so fucking cool. Yeah. So I went to a botanica today thinking that I would find something. I did not find anything on St. Lawrence. I found a lot of other really cool shit that I needed, so I still managed to spend a nice chunk of money. But um, I think we're going to have to have a round two where we're going to have to take a, a field trip to Alvaro Street because I am not done with my hunt for something for St. Lawrence. But he is a really cool kitchen spirit, and I think that he sounds like a really cool guy, and I think he would add a lot of fun to whatever you're cooking. Right? So he was he was the um, the kitchen spirit that I thought was really fun that I'm excited to, to build a better relationship with. Yeah. So, we talked about herbs. We talked about kitchen spirits. Can we talk about snacks? Can we talk about food now? Like, are we there? Can we talk about recipes? 
Yeah, I, I think I'm a Don't forget about the, the Roman goddess Vesta. Of the, of, she is the Vesta of the kitchen and the home and the family. Is that where Vesta powder comes from? I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure about Vesta powder, but that did, did you ever hear about Vesta? Roman goddess Vesta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a goddess of the hearth, the home, and the family. Yeah. Is she, she's Roman. Okay. Roman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So would she, could she go anywhere then in the kitchen, or would you? Yeah. Or I mean, not the kitchen in the house, or would you put her in the kitchen? I put her in the kitchen. Definitely. Do you have a, a picture kitchen. of her? Uh, yeah, I do. This is what she kind of looks like here. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of really? her. Really? No. Okay. Yeah, that's Vesta. She looks Goddess like she's Vesta. really serious about cooking, though. Do you see like the look of concern on her face? She's like, "Did you <laughs> just burn that?" A little bit of intensity. I know. Here's another one. No There's pressure. Another picture of her a little different okay. okay that one's a little less intimidating yes it is there you go <laughs> yeah so that i just wanted to give her a little shout out i like that okay. do you have any particular like spirits that you work with in the kitchen no it's usually just saint anthony if i can't find something or i forgot <laughs> what i'm supposed to do yeah but that one was ingrained in me from my nana from when i was a little kid anytime just bring saint anthony mm-hmm. yes okay and he's like my my. as i say i got him on speed dial right. and i actually have a, have a statue of him right there and i also have a statue of him at home mm-hmm. on my on my mantle so he's he's a swell guy yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love him. And you know that uh, even though he's for lost and stolen items, special favors, and family matters, St. Anthony, my uncle, when we used to go down to the beach, to the shore, when he used to drive us, he would say this little prayer to St. Anthony to get us, you know, to protect us as oh. we're driving. Uh, he, he also, um, you know, he's also like the patron saint of like travel, of safe travel. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. that's why he would say the, say yeah. the little prayer. He is like, he traveled a lot. Like in his life, he traveled like a lot, apparently. So he okay. is noted for that too. I always thought that was St. Christopher. See, that's what I always thought too. And that's how I was always taught about St. Christopher. But um, one thing that we do at the Green Man store once in a while is we have this thing called the Mad Psychic Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And it's about every other month. And it's Monica and I and two other readers. And we talk about some kind of magical subject. And then everyone gets tea leaf readings. And we just, it's fun. We hang out. And so one one month our tea party was themed on saints and so that's how i learned a little bit more about saint anthony than i was aware of and that's how i found out about his travel but so there's some saints that like they kind of rule over the same thing but you kind of i've learned that you have to learn their story and when you learn like their stories and kind of what happened in their life like how Saint Saint Lawrence is like the patron saint of comedy and barbecues. You had to learn the story of his death to figure that one out. Or uh, Saint Nicholas, like being the patron saint of, of prostitutes, it's because he he helped those girls by paying their dowry so that they wouldn't have to be, uh-huh. um, and things like that. So when you learn their stories, you kind of figure out why they're those saints. So I'm sure there's multiples for really basic things that could be potentially dangerous or scary, like travel. Okay, okay. I still think that. A little bit, <laughs> but see, that's. It makes sense, but yet it's really twisted. But it kind of makes sense why he's like my dude, because I have that really twisted sense of humor too. There you go. So I think that's why guys, we get along. You're a team. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I'm really excited. I, I the inner pug in me is coming out. I know that we're gonna talk about snacks. I hear the word cookie coming really soon. I'm getting really excited. So can we can we talk about like recipes and things that we can make? Sure. Yeah. All right. Like hit me. Who's who's got something? Who's got a recipe? Uh, well, I brought a couple. We all just okay. stare right oh, at yeah, Courtney. Yeah. We're yeah. like, and spotlight's not on me. I think. <laughs> um, well, and I kind of went for easier ones, being that they're baking recipes. This always tend to be a little bit more intensive. Mm-hmm. So I went with something simple. So I brought some snowballs or reindeer poop, which we do like to do oh. first or at all. I want to hear reindeer poop first. That sounds fun. This one is the best one because it's so easy and you can do so many different things to it. Like make it your way, if that makes any sense. All right. So do we want to bust out the actual, like, just the ingredient or the quantities of each ingredient? Let's just say the ingredient. And then what I'll do is if you're okay with it, I will snap pictures of that and I'll post it on the Instagram. Sure. Cool. If you can't read, just let me know. (laughs) 
but it's butter and peanut butter mixed together with a little bit of vanilla added in. And then you add in some powdered sugar, which is also known as 10x, but that's why you'll see that written there. Oh, really? I did mm -hmm. not know that. I learned that in culinary school because nobody knew that when we walked into Is there that a class. reason for that? That, you know, I never asked. It was just always on the recipes, 10x, and once I figured out what it was, it was like good, and then I could just hustle and get through the day before I got in trouble for not getting my stuff done. Gotcha. So I never thought to ask, but I should probably Google that at some point. Um, so you mix all that together, and it makes kind of like a, a stiff dough. And what I like to do is I like to add stuff to it because I feel that poop is not always a smooth situation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like in the ones that I made and brought today, I broke up some pretzels and I threw in some cocoa crispies. You know, but you could always add in some Ritz crackers or saltines if you have those, if you want a little bit of crunch. You could, hell, if you could throw in M&Ms, you can put in anything you want, and then you just freeze it for a little bit and form it into odd-sized type balls or little sausage type ladies, <laughs> if you will. And, um, and then you let it sit, and then you just dip it in some chocolate. I like to temper dark chocolate. And then coat it and then let it sprinkle or let it harden. And then I sprinkle a little chocolate jimmies on it. So it gives it a little nature extra to it, <laughs> if you will. That sounds fucking and amazing. Voila, you have poop. I, wow. I like that. You know what I liked about, about that is you just said, like, poop isn't always a smooth situation. So add stuff into it. And I'm like, that was just, like, really funny because I'm just imagining, like, being in, like, a tough spot and be like, I need to, like, catch and witch my way out of this. I'm like, I'll make reindeer poop and we'll take something that's not a smooth situation and make it sweet. There you go. So I like, I kind of, that's, that's where my head went when I'm like, okay, now if I wanted to put a magical purpose to this, that's <laughs> that the purpose that I think sense. I would go for. Yes. That's awesome. And you brought some, did I hear the word snack? Yes, you heard the word snack. Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh, I feel a snack coming on. What is that? Is that poop? Would you like a reindeer poop? Oh, absolutely. My <laughs> God, look at this. Oh, wow. Reindeer poop? Yes, please. Looks so good. Ready, guys? Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh-oh. Eat shit and smile. Right? Mm, this Best is poop amazing. Oh, my God. This is really good. Mm, so good. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest thing ever to make. Honestly. God, it's so good. God. You know what? I would look at this and I feel like I'd be really intimidated. Like, this would be really hard to make. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what it tastes like? It tastes like a clock bar. Like Remember the what? clock I bar? Had one of those in years. Doesn't it? It does. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A what bar? Clock. I remember those. I've seen a picture of them. Or am I thinking? I think I'm, I'm thinking Packle Bars or Crackle Bars. I'm thinking something else. Do you know Clock Bar? No. This uh -uh. might this might be before me and Ricky's time. Oh uh, yeah, I think so too. You know what? Those ones that you could find now in those like old timey candy stores. Right. Mm, yeah. Good. Like the Appa Zappa mm. and like the things like that. Yeah. You know what? I never understood what the big deal was about Appa Zappa. Mm -hmm. No. Isn't it just it's... like honey foam or honey. I don't know. Yeah. Like it's not that great. I don't get it. I don't get it. But this, this reindeer poop, oh my God. Well, it that it's the classic chocolate and peanut butter. Mm, so good. Mm. It just tastes like, like a clock bar. Well, it yeah. just put me in my happy place. Mm -hmm. I really got to say it's good. really good. So mm, it's very good. Guys, it's amazing. And I'm going to take Courtney's recipe and I'm going to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. And I will write out the recipe underneath as well because i know that i even though i think her handwriting isn't bad at all just in case we'll make sure so everyone can read it because i think that this is up there with pesto we need to just give it to all the world leaders to create world peace i think it'd be very effective mm, so good mm. i have a kitchen recipe that um it isn't as sweet in the sense of it's really nice these are actually called getaway biscuits so they're banishing biscuits, and I don't have a full-on recipe per se, but the reason being is because it's just a couple of the ingredients that already exist and the magical intention behind them. So I was first told about getaway biscuits by a friend of mine, and I forget what recipe he, he had been taught. Like He just told me about getaway biscuits, and I thought this was a really interesting concept. So it's something that you could give to like someone that's like in, like encroaching on your turf, like talking to your man a little bit too much and maybe getting too like buddy buddy with your boss trying to get your job or anything else where you need the person to go away but you need to play nice 
So you would make these these biscuits or these cookies for them, and you would give them the cookies, and it's supposed to banish them. Wow. So I kind of looked into them a little bit, and what I found to be one of the common denominators of it was poppy seeds. Ah. And just like how there is confusion powder that we can create and we can make to add to candles or different things so that people don't know what we're doing, uh, poppy seed kind of works the same way because it's an opiate. And so we know that opiates is what opium is, and so people get really high and confused. So people thought magically that poppy seeds would do that as well. So you would that's your major ingredient as far as the magical stuff for any type of getaway biscuit. You would just want to make something that you can put poppy in. And then what I came up with is I started thinking about that, and I thought of lemon poppy cookies because yeah. they taste good. They're really unassuming. No one's going to know what you're doing. But lemon's also very purifying, magically speaking. Yes. Which would, I think, go along with it because you're trying to get rid of someone because you're trying to purify the situation and get them out of it. So I think the lemon would really help as well. And then what the trick is is you take the tiniest pinch because you, you want it to fly under the radar. Take a tiny little pinch of red pepper or cayenne pepper and sprinkle it in because that's your get-the-fuck-out ingredient. Uh -huh. And you can stir that in, and when you would stir it, you would stir it counterclockwise. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense because you want the negativity out. Yep. The trick out. is, is don't let anyone else eat these cookies. Right, especially so where you want to get rid of somebody, yeah. True. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she wants to um, kind of find a, a way to get her daughter's boyfriend to back off a little bit. And so I I had recommended getaway biscuits, and she's like, I can't do it because my daughter will probably eat them too. I'm like, good point. So it's it's tricky. So before you go all crazy with your poppy seeds in the kitchen, like just think it through a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. I have a recipe for struffola. You know what struffola is? The Italian honey balls? You didn't know what that, that was, right? No. The second you told me I had to go Pinterest it and not have like five different recipes. Quick yeah. Question. Did Go ahead. Are those kind of like, yeah, I was going to say the ones they use in France to make the wedding cakes, but I believe that that's just, um, not brioche. Oh. These are fancy. so good. And I think, I mean, I've seen them traditionally around Easter, but I like them any time of the year. I've seen them around Christmas and Easter, but I think traditionally it is an Easter dessert. Well, I think I'm psychicking pretty hard right now because I predict that we're going to have them this Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know. I did not plan on that, but we probably could because I... You implanted it in my brain, so I now know. it's there and I already have it on my shopping list like, to get all the shit for it. Oh, you did? Okay, mm -hmm. good. Okay, good. So the ingredients would be two cups of flour... Lar large lemon so you can zest it two teaspoons of that um three tablespoons of sugar half a tablespoon of sea salt and and a half a teaspoon of baking powder um you also need um butter unsalted butter eggs and some people add little wine and, and your favorite ingredient vanilla and um uh, you need oil for frying. It's, they're deep fried. So, and you need honey because that's the main ingredient after all is said and done. So, um, what you do is you make your dough and you have to let it sit. So, you stick it in the refrigerator for like an hour or so or overnight till it gets a little firm. And then you roll it out and you cut it in strips. And then you cut, even though they're going to come out like balls, you just cut them. The strips, you just cut them down the line, look like little squares, but when you throw them into the oil, they turn into little balls. That's oh, cool. That's and so after you take it out, and they're done, and then you heat your honey on the uh, stove with a little sugar in it, a little lemon zest in there, and you just put the, all the balls in, they get coated in honey, and then you take those little candy nonpareils, as they call them. Like little sprinkles? Sprinkles. Sprinkles. <laughs> and you put millions of sprinkles on it oh. and you make like a little mountain they okay. are so fucking good do you think that's something that would would keep like if we made those tuesday would, you, would they still taste good wednesday oh hell yeah okay so we're gonna make courtney a mountain of these on tuesday because we I, i'm gonna see her on wednesday so we're gonna make these we're gonna give you some strega love and millions Thank of you. sprinkles you know that one time when we did do this for you uh this is when someone a, a male was in the group he's on hiatus 
he just did not want to be bothered cutting those little doughs into the molds. He was like, I'm over this. I don't want to do because it is time consuming. Yeah. You know, you can only do a certain batch at a, at a time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but that's baking, though. Yeah, it's yeah. He just was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. You want to eat them, but you don't want to work for them. So yeah. you got to work for them. It's time consuming. Yeah. But they're wonderful. They sound really fun. Like, after you told me about them, I had to go they're and so like, look them up and find a bunch of recipes. And from my understanding of most good Italian food and real Italian food is that it's it's very simple. And you don't fuck with it. You don't put all this weird shit in it to make it all no, fancy. No, extra, no. That's how you ruin it. Yeah, exactly. But I kind of think it might taste good with some, like, cinnamon honey. And I'm just saying that because I have a jar of it at home. I have regular honey, too, so don't give me that look. We can have regular honey, too. But I just, like, kind of want to try this cinnamon honey to see what happened. I would take one piece and watch Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I don't think I'd want a whole mountain of it. I just want some. Okay. Just like, just like, like a, a little bowl for you. Yeah, yeah. I just want to try it because my okay. my roommate got this jar of like cinnamon honey and it's just kind of sat there and once in a while I'll get like the drunk munchies and get like a spoonful of it and I'm always like, I need to figure out what to do with this. Right. Well, it's, just, it's just in my pantry taunting me. That's yeah. great. And that reminds me of how the French do their wedding cakes, but it's pas de choux. And then they like dip it in caramel and then they Ooh. make it all go up and then they kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, I can't think of it, where they just kind of drip the caramel all around it and then you like break it off and eat it. But it looks kind of like a treat. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's these pâtissier balls that are excellent. Ooh, that sounds, that sounds really good. It's really fancy. I like that. And they're a treat. That's kind of cute. I like that. Yeah. So I did have one thing, um, because one thing that is totally kitchen magic that isn't edible is potpourris where you take all the herbs like the cinnamon sticks and all the things and you throw them in a pot of water and you and you're laughing what are you laughing about Sorry, i was just watching a rerun of friends where joey was eating the potpourri you know what i can see that re- being really realistic now that i think about it. i can see myself leaving that on the stove and yeah and someone coming and be like oh cool what's she make yeah there's some really cool recipes for it. I remember as a kid, like, my mom and my grandma would do that in the kitchen around, like, wintertime and stuff like that. And you can find some cool cool ones in it. And so we started talking about it. And one thing that I, I read in, in a book recently, it was probably fucking this Italian folk magic book. I swear to God, it's only, like, 200 pages, and that thing changed my fucking life. Like, oh, my God, it's such a great book. Yeah. Um, but so after you make the you make it and everything and you simmer it on the stove like the the scent is gonna just like go through your entire house and smell great but you can let the water cool and you can put it in a spray bottle and use it like a liquid smudge for whatever you're th- so if, like let's say that you're just doing like a house busting one or like a cleansing one you'll have a, you'll have a spray for that if you made one for love you'd have a spray for that once you let it cool so i thought that was neat that is neat yeah, didn't we come up with the recipe? Yes, we did. And this isn't one that you would you would save. So you're not going to save this one and put it in a spray bottle. This oh. one, um, we actually came up with a banishing potpourri that we've named Boil Away the Bullshit. Okay. And so in a small pot of water, you're going to put some sliced lemon, rosemary, peppermint, salt, and a tiny, tiny, tiny pinch of cayenne. Please don't put too much because I feel like if you boil that, that would burn the shit out of your eyes. Yeah. Um... And what you're going to do is you're going to let it boil and you're going to stir it clockwise at the beginning. And as you stir it, you're going to stir this pot and you're going to give it your bullshit. You're going to tell it what your problems are and what you're trying to get rid of and what ails you. And then you're going to turn it off and you're going to let the water cool. And before you take it off the stove, you're going to give it a big stir counterclockwise because now we're going to start the banishing process. And then you're going to you're going to take that pot and you're going to take it in the bathroom and you're going to flush its contents down the toilet. And there you go. There mm-hmm. goes all your negativity and everything right down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who knew that kitchen witchery was so poop intense, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's a good one for, like, you know, especially if you're hanging out in your kitchen and uh, you don't have any real witchy kind of things, to, you know, in your cabinet. You can just do this banishing thing, right? Yeah, and it's it's super, super easy stuff. It's lemons, rosemary, peppermint, sea salt, and a little bit of cayenne pepper. Yeah. I guess if you don't have cayenne pepper, you could probably use a little pinch of black pepper. Yeah, but I can't just, see how that would can, can hurt. Yeah, yeah just, just use a really small amount. Yeah. Isn't that 
be your random question, but could you use chili powder? Yeah, you totally could. Different? Yeah, you could. I think that would work too. Anything that's peppery like that has like really good banishing and like shoo shoo yeah. yeah. properties to it. So you could do anything like that. I think chili powder might be a little less offensive on the offensive on the senses, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah right you got to be careful with that though yeah <laughs> yeah um and just like like and i think like we mentioned a couple times like the stirring stirring clockwise and counterclockwise just to right. kind of touch on that real quick when you're stirring clockwise you're stirring something and you're conjuring and, and bringing something into what you're doing right and then when you're stirring counterclockwise, we're getting rid of something. Right. So think about that. I always try and be really aware of that when I'm cooking. Because you know what? It's interesting. Is I've realized that if I'm just kind of just stirring just to stir it, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I always go counterclockwise. No, I do too. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. weird, huh? Yeah, are I you, do too. Are I you right-handed I... or left-handed? Yes. Are you right-handed? Yes. I wonder if it's a right-handed thing. I wonder which way lefties naturally stir. Oh, I, I, it's a good thing. I would have to watch. I have my son-in-law's left-handed. I have to watch him by the stove. Yeah. Just to see how he stirs his stuff. Because I wonder if it's like a hand-dominant thing. You know, another thing I think that's really cool to have in the kitchen is like a little herb pot with growing your fresh herbs. It's right there at your fingertips. Yep. Right? So, I mean, if you can possibly do that and you have a little bit of a green thumb, get a little pot and get some all different kind of herbs like oregano, peppermint, some rosemary, and just have it at your fingertip that you can just snip yep. and put into your recipe, you know? And another thing that you should definitely have in your kitchen is an aloe plant. Really? Yes, because aloes are very medicinal for burns, cuts. Yes. So that is a reason why we have aloe in the kitchen as well. I have it right outside my front door. I mean, that's it's definitely not my kitchen, but it's close enough. Close enough, yeah. Apparently, it's really spiritually protective, too. Mm-hmm. So. And, but it does, I mean, naturally, put it on burns, put it on sunburn, put it on cuts. It really works really yep. well. So It's, it's really amazing. It's, it's definitely a, have, must, a must-have in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't think that the aloe vera gel that you buy at the store no, is as not, good. No, it's not. No. It works okay for sunburns, no. but like for like a burn burn or a cut, like I wouldn't recommend that. So if you can't find like an actual aloe plant, like just kind of forget it. Yeah. That that would be my advice to people listening because I know that, you know, I checked our, our Spotify the other day. I think it was Spotify anyway. One of the places that we're on and it tells you how many countries. Right. You know, that you have listeners. And I just want to say like we have hit 23 countries. Wow, 23 countries. Holy cow. We have recently yeah. gotten messages from people from England and Poland and Estonia. Wow. That I've I've talked to. I have their questions for our Ask Astrega for next week. That's really awesome. exciting. That is cool. exciting. Very exciting. Thank you guys out there for listening to us. Thank you. We love you. And thank you for finding us insightful and entertaining. Yes, absolutely. So I... I'm, I was really excited about it. I thought that was yeah, like that's super wonderful. Cool. So I don't know all the places that aloe grows naturally, but of these 23 countries, I can't imagine that it's growing naturally everywhere. So no. if you don't have it, I would just try and find some kind of substitute. I wouldn't try and use the gel for like a serious kitchen burn or a cut because I just don't think it, it's probably just more chemicals than it is anything else. Yeah, the natural aloe is where to, where, the way to fly for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I have so many aloes in my backyard growing. <laughs> you would not believe it. Do you have aloe? No, I do I'm not. I'm going to have to get you an aloe. You know, after so long working in the kitchen, I've gotten so used to just going for burn gel or neosporin or right, something. Right, right. Aloe just went out the door because it wasn't anything I could ever get to easily. Well, I'm going to get, get you an aloe plant because I have a lot of them growing in my yard. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's really exciting. I took it. Yeah. So I, I think I'm... I've reached, I think, all of my notes on on kitchen witchery for now. But okay. I think I'm gonna have to. Now I'm just really excited about going home and making some of this reindeer food. Yeah, that's so good. So good. It is very good. So one thing, Courtney, that we do is at the end of each episode, we have a shout out for somebody that we love and appreciate and stuff like that, and just want to say hi to to like you know the good old like ear tug and wink. Do you have have a shout-out for someone? Yes, my shout-out will be for my friend Christine, my sweet little witch buddy that is my crutch and my support system and is an absolute doll face and just a love. No matter what's going on with her, she is still always there for everyone around her in her world, and that's huge, and I love her and appreciate her. 
I was actually hanging out with her today. She was one of the people that, that came with us, um, that came with me and Marley to the Botanica today. Oh. And so she watched me walk in this place and just start acting like a fucking kid in a candy store. I'm sure she got lots of entertainment out of it. So, That's Christine, awesome. we love you. You are the shit. Is this the Christine that I know? Christine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Who's your shout-out for, Miss Monica? Uh, I'm going to shout-out to um, three three fans of the show, and their names are Heather and Kelly and Ariel. Hi there. There's your shout-out. Thanks for listening to us. My shout-out is to my roommate, Mark. He listens to the show as well. I think you're like one of his favorite people, Monica. He it's thinks amazing. you're <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's awesome. You have have turned him onto that missing four one one podcast that you yes, like. He yes. is all about that now. Um, and he's just really understanding about living with a witch. Cause guys, it gets fucking weird. I make it weird. There's weird shit in the freezer. There is cake hearts in the freezer that Courtney has made. There is Strange dead animals that will one day turn into art. There is just a lot of weird shit in my house. And he just, he's cool with it. So you know what, Mark? You're pretty cool, man. There you go. Thanks. But I just have to say, though, he tries to act like he's real normal. But if you've lived with me this long and you've survived, like, you have to be really weird, too. So, like, I see you, dude. I see you. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Thanks for for the compliments, Mark. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I will be posting up these recipes. Um, I'm probably going to snap a picture and put them up now. You guys are going to see it on Instagram a couple days before and be like, what the fuck is this? So thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Courtney, you are awesome. Where can people find you if they want to just check out your stuff or look at all of your amazing goodies that you make? Where can they find you? I am at Sour and Sweets Desserts on Instagram. All right, so go go follow her and go drool over all of her pictures. It's unfair how beautiful and delicious they all are. This woman is a true fucking kitchen witch. Thank you very much. And on that note, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. again.